Hello, friends. Welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. So today we are talking about sales because I named the topic of this live, um, Are You Even Selling Though? loving reflections to help you book out your business because um, one of the things that I do really well in my business is sales and it's one thing that I'm really good at coaching clients around especially if they have a lot of baggage and things stacked around how it feels to sell as someone who is heart-centered or passion-driven and really cares about their people and wants to be mindful of doing that from a place of integrity. And so I thought this was an area where it would be really helpful to lend some perspective and also help shine a light on like what really sales is about. Because I think that if we can get a better mindset and frame around how selling works and what it means to sell, what it actually looks like to feel and feels like to be in the process of selling and demystify that makes it a lot easier to show up for selling in our business. And selling is literally the activity that you do that generates money in your business, right? And I don't think I need to make a case for that on this particular live stream, but it feels important to say that like making money in your business is what sustains you, what sustains the business if you have team, contractors, anyone who supports the business. And it also is what allows the work that you do to be possible, right? If you are not well compensated for your work, you have to put your time and your energy into doing something income generating, which takes time away from the work, right? We all live in a, in a world that requires money as an exchange for our basic needs. And so money is so essential. It's such a reality that we all live in. And so if you are compensated and making money doing the work that you love, and if you're doing work that actually is transformative and helps impact people's lives, you get to do more of that work, the better compensated you are, right? And you get to do that at a higher level. And so I think that link is just really helpful for the brain just to know. I think we all know it, but just to like spell it out, like this is the thing that supports you energetically in being able to put your time and attention on the work that actually changes lives, especially if you're a coach who facilitates really high level transformations for people, right? If you're a health coach, if you're a career coach, if you're a business coach, if you're, um, a dream coach, a sex coach, an intimacy coach, like you are literally doing work 
that changes people's lives and it changes their life experience. And so it is so important for you to be able to do that from a place of overflow, right? From a place of not being depleted. And so that's why sales is important. That's why I want to talk about sales today. And if sales is a relatively new concept for you, or if you've just heard it so much that like the meaning is muddled, I mean, basic level definition that I like to use and think about is, you know, sales is basically inviting people into your offer and how you do that, right? It can be a free offer. It can be a paid offer, right? It might be a six month coaching package with you. It might be a done for you service. It might be a free download and checklist that you have. It might be a free community that you offer on Facebook or somewhere else, right? Any of those are considered an offer and sales is how you invite people into that. Cool. So if you guys have questions, feel free to drop those in the comments below and I will answer them as we go or sometimes they disappear on me. So I'll do a check at the end to make sure that we get all your questions answered today. If you're catching the replay, say, hey, let me know that you're watching the replay and feel free to drop a question and tag me and I will respond as well. So. There are three areas that I wanna dig into on today's live because these are the areas that I see people running away from selling in their business the most and where if you want to like really focus on booking out your business this year, right? If you want 2022 to kind of be the year that you play full out in terms of getting yourself fully booked in your service and create that financial safety and security for yourself so you could be doing the work that you love the most instead of focusing so much on lead gen and sales is like these three areas, right? And this is the areas that I want to help encourage you to lean into a little bit more because these are the things that are the needle movers in sales, right? There's a whole bunch of sales and marketing activities that we can do, but not all of them move the needle in terms of creating clients, creating cash, right? And so I think that's so important. I think that's a thing that doesn't always get talked about a lot, but there's some strategies that are short term and some that are longer term. And we always want to be available to keep working our strategy until we get to see the results. But I think one thing that our industry <laughs> can get wrong sometimes is it promotes certain things that are really that work really well for people who are already established, right? Courses are kind of like that, things that are low ticket, right? It's really hard to make a sustainable living off of a $27 product, right? Especially if the, the sales machine for that product either depends on a larger audience or on investing in something like Facebook ads or any type of paid ads. So absolutely those strategies work and they're not the fastest path to cash if you want to like get paid now. And so I'm so passionate about getting you started, getting paid now, and then being able to reinvest later. So all of these strategies that we're gonna talk about today are no upfront costs to get started. They are things you can start doing immediately. Even if you have a really small audience, y'all, I had like an audience of 100 to 150 people on Instagram when I hit my first six figures. And so, and I like, I started my Instagram brand spanking new when I was a business owner. I wasn't on there before. I didn't have a personal account. And so many of you probably do have an audience already created. And if you already have an established audience and you've just pivoted into a new offer this year and you want to work on booking out that new offer or program, 
this is also going to be relevant because this is that quick path to the most conversions to the type of deep relationships that lead to like really high quality sales. So three areas that I want to talk about today are asking for the sale and making a clear case, consistency and frequency, and then follow-ups. These are the three areas that I think business owners run away from a lot. I think it's an area that we, um, that we get a lot of return from when we lean into them. And I think there's so much complexity around each layer. So um, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about asking for the sale and making a clear case for why people should buy from you. So this is an area that seems really, really obvious, right? It's one of those things that's like super simple, but the execution of something simple isn't always easy, right? And so what I see coming up for so many people around asking for the sale is, you know, feeling like you're bothering people, right? And feeling like, um, like it's too aggressive to ask for it in a certain way. But what I find to be so true, especially when it comes to your content online, is you need that almost like uncomfortable level of directness in order to have the offer really sink in. So because we're experiencing putting out a piece of content, like we're, our brains are so focused on like what we're putting into that content. Oh my gosh, this whole post is a sales post, right? But what's actually happening for our audience on the other side there is that they are scrolling through your post among other things in their news feeds, right? They're consuming your content within the context of their entire day, within that miniature context of hopping on social within their entire day. And so because of that, because attention spans are so um, so diluted, you could say, right? And they're, they're competing for so much attention. Everything that's coming through someone's brain is competing against so many other things because we're busy humans, we're complex humans, we're often juggling a lot of things as high achievers and people who have big goals and dreams. And so the more explicit you can be in your content, the easier it is for someone to like almost make a mental note of that one thing that I see people doing a lot when they come to start working with me and if they've been doing content for a minute or they've built like quite a good audience and they're not seeing that translate into actual sales and income in their business, it's this gap of not asking for the sale explicitly, right? And what, what that looks like often is like having a lot of value-based content where you're offering value to your people, but you're not actually letting them know that you are taking clients, that you have a program, why you think they should sign up for your program, right? You're not making a case for them to buy from you. And that part is so important because as much value as you put in, this, it sounds so weird, but like people sometimes just don't make that connection to think to buy from you. And so having you say, hey, and you can also buy from me, literally puts the thought there and literally lets them like, consider that as an option just because we're so busy juggling so many priorities it just takes that decision fatigue and friction off of someone having to go decide that they want to hire someone like you go find your stuff and do that of course some people will and the more you scale and the more things more like sales content you have out there compounding for you 
the more you'll see that be true where people find you without you having to necessarily talk about it quite as much. But especially when you're in those first couple of years of business, you're going to be talking about your your offers a lot and it's going to feel like a lot, but that's actually what it takes in order for to actually see traction and momentum. Right. And it takes not just like burying that piece in the in the final couple of lines or call to action pieces of your posts, but really spending like one to two posts a week. If you're posting, let's say your strategy is you post you're posting once a day on whatever platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. Right. Take one or two days of those of that five or seven day posting schedule, whatever your frequency is. It doesn't have to be that, but just for easy math here, like spend one or two of those days explicitly asking for the sale, right? Explaining, like making a case for why people should buy from you. And here's the thing, your brain is going to want to feel like you shouldn't have to do that. It's going to feel like, um, that's pushy. It's going to maybe hand you some stuff around, why um, why you shouldn't have to persuade people to work with you, right? Why if people really wanted to work with you, they would just go ahead and buy it, right? And that like stress that it can create around feeling like you have to convince someone, it might leave you feeling tongue-tied or just feeling some writer's block around like, what do I say about this? And so the lens that I like to use that's really healthy for me and really helpful is to just think about like, if I had a, a real relationship with this person, what would that look like? Because we are always making a case for something every day, right? Like, let's say I'm talking to my best friend and I think there's a concert we should go to, right? I'm gonna have to make the case to her why we should sign up for this, especially if it's someone that I really love and she just like has never heard of them, right? I'm gonna like tell her about it. I'm gonna like tell her that I'm excited about it. I'm going to send her some links so that she can check out the artist. I'm gonna tell her like what we could do to make that concert really special. Maybe we could get ready together and then we could go out to the concert and then we could go to this restaurant afterwards or we could have a sleepover, like whatever the thing is, right? Make it a full experience. Even if someone is really loves you and is really on board and is already sold with what you have to offer, we still almost always have to make a case just because people have competing priorities. We're human. We need that full context given to us. And it's so powerful when you can arrive at that neutrality and realize it has nothing to do with how people think about you or what you have to offer or the value of what you're offering it has everything to do with how human brains work and how we like to relate to people. Right. And so, of course, then like, it's like, oh, of course I have to make a case for why someone would want to hire me. I have to connect those dots for them to make this so easy for them to do it. And that can change everything. Like I have literally worked with clients who have struggled with booking, <laughs> with booking clients for years and months. And like, if we apply the strategy of asking for the sale more intentionally and just turning up the volume on how often we're asking for the sale and our energy towards even asking for the sale and how comfortable we feel and how energized and confident we feel around our ability to articulate why we think it's so amazing to work with us. That is literally what's taken some of my clients from making five figures in a year to making six figures and multiple six figures in a year, y'all. Like this is so powerful and this is an area where it's so easy to almost like 
run away from from asking for the sale right where we feel like we're selling and we're putting out promo posts but we're actually kind of playing this dance of like playing it kind of leaned back and so I encourage you this year to think about leaning in to really making the case for why people should work with you and upping the ante on how you ask for the sale how directly you ask for the sale and that brings me to the second area I think we tend to run away from in terms of selling boldly and it's really related to this and this is the frequency and consistency with which you ask for and make make the case for the sale right and so um, one thing that I, I think can happen is like when you start working that muscle of asking for the sale more often, it can feel so vulnerable because you actually will likely get less engagement on the on your sales content than you will on your other content. But here's the thing, the goal with our sales content is not to get engagement. The goal is to get a conversion, right? And so if I get 30 likes on a post and zero bookings, or if I got five likes on a post and five bookings, what actually moves the needle in my business, right? What I find this to be so, so true for sales content is that like over time, you might see a decrease in the engagement in terms of social media metrics. But what you'll see is that like that is speaking to the lurkers who are not engaging with your content, but who are reading it, consuming it, and will be the person who pulls the trigger and buys from you. And so it's serving a different purpose. And so it's so important not to dip out of that consistency and feel like it's not working because you're not seeing that immediate feedback. So you really, if you're implementing this into your strategy in terms of like turning up the volume on asking for the sale, which if you want to be generating consistent money, you need to be consistently asking for the sale, right? is just like give it some lead time to really work give it a couple of months of you doing this to really see if you notice any difference in terms of people dming you in terms of people starting to engage with you more in terms of people booking calls or signing up for your free your free stuff like just see if you notice any of those things before you decide that it's not working because so many people tap out in that process before it actually hits that tipping point and it's because there are so many lurkers in our audience and the way that we engage with um with content especially as potential customers doesn't always look like the way that we think it's supposed to look like i can't tell you how many times i read someone's posts and don't like it or don't comment on it but it i might be thinking about it even after the fact and i think this is such a normal experience but when we're the ones selling we can feel so in that vulnerability and exposure activation that we forget that people are human beings and so if you can just remember to keep your mindset in check during this period where you're showing up more frequently with asking for the sale and again, being mindful to increase that frequency, right? Not just doing that like once a month or once every other week, like stay in your frequency of doing that regularly as regularly as you want to be creating your money, right? And do it with the consistency until you get booked. This is another area that I see people dip out of is like they they wonder like, ooh, how often should I be talking about this? And like, how do I determine my content cadence and when I'm talking about this and when I'm doing promos? And it's like, 
I would. <laughs> this is going to give some of y'all a heart attack, but like keep talking about it until you fill all of your spots. Like that's literally my answer. Like keep talking and asking for the sale and making the case for why people should hire you until you fill up, right? Like that's how often it's okay to talk about your stuff because that is like the whole goal of your presence. And often even our sales posts is actually valuable for people, right? It's teaching people how we think about things. It's teaching people how we can work with them. It's teaching people like there's so much in my sales posts that I've, I've had reflected that like is so valuable for people. So I think also even just reframing like a sales post isn't necessarily at odds with a value post. You can actually be delivering value through your sales post, right? And I think the thing to remember there is just like the highest transformation that you can deliver to someone is probably not through your free content. It's through that paid container. And so just remembering like the people who are in your audience are following you because they there's something about you and what you're about that they vibe with, right? And if your profile talks about what you help people with, typically people join because they are struggling with that thing or they want to learn about that thing. They want to consume content around the thing that you are an expert at helping people with. And so there are people in your audience who are struggling with the thing that you're so good at. And so the kind thing to do is literally to like offer them the solution, right? Like if I'm, okay, great, great examples. Like I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to get my life together and come up with dinners. Like I'm exhausted. I don't want to eat out every day, but like the idea of meal planning and like taking the time for that has just been a thing. If there's someone in my life who's like, oh, I literally have this service that I use and they will like, you can customize your meal plans and they will deliver it to you. Like how annoying would it be if they were like sitting on that and didn't tell me I'm like over here stuck in my problem. Right. And so I think we forget that like when we have a problem, it is so amazing when someone like can come along and say, Hey, I've got this way to solve it. You don't have to take the hard road. Like I've got you. Here's how I can help you with that. Like we all love having our solutions made easier, right? When we're struggling with something or when we're trying to solve something, having people make recommendations to us and tell us like, just make that research path easier like it's it's such a great feeling and we can be that for our people right our people who are struggling with um with self-confidence our people who are struggling with intimacy our people who are struggling with money our people like whatever our people are struggling with if we have the tools to help them get the thing that they want like we at least owe it to them to make the case for that and let them know and make them aware of it. Right. And I think we make the mistake of thinking that people already know, and we feel like we're talking about it all day, but that's just because we're in it all day. And we forget that people have this wide spectrum of things competing for their attention. And so sometimes that just means our marketing has to be more frequent, more consistent, and more explicit than we're used to being. And so I just say that to for full context, it's going to feel like you're talking about it a lot. It's going to feel like it's taking forever for people to get on board. That's just part of the process, but you'll hit this, this tipping point where it starts to compound and the momentum of all of that consistency and frequency really starts to like 
convert people and you'll see a, a bunch of conversions starting to snowball at once and it looks like nothing 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 and then everything and so just encouraging you to stay in process until you can actually see that result in your sales third area I want to talk about this is the area that most of my clients will fight me on and hate at first and then this is the area that people start to love because it feels so supportive when you can get your mindset around it and start feel, finding a way of doing this that feels really good. It is one of my favorite things in business and that is follow-ups, right? And so what so many of us do when we start practicing um, selling is we do a really good job of asking for the sale and then let me know how you feel about it when you're ready. <laughs> right and we never follow up on it and like if you've done any type of sales training or have a background on sales you know that the yeses the I'm ins the I would love to move forwards almost always happen in the follow-up process right when I was um, in nonprofit fundraising and marketing we were taught that like people need to be asked seven times in order to be a yes even if they were past donors. So even if they made a donation last year, they often needed multiple touch points and reminders to in order to take that action. And I think that's just so helpful to know and to normalize because I think we think that like people who are a yes will be a yes and they'll show up and fully ready and all of that stuff. And I think that can be beautiful and that's absolutely one one buying personality out there but the truth is like most of us has areas where we drag our feet for whatever reason that often have nothing to do with the person providing the service to us but it feels like when we're in our business that it is so personal and follow-up can feel so freaking supportive especially if we are in a um a change work industry right where the the thing that we're asking people to invest into involves quite a quite a significant investment of inner work, right? If we're helping people with boundaries, confidence, investing in their business, um, investing in their spiritual tools, mindset tools, intuitive tools, um, any of that stuff can really bring up a lot of shit for people. And so it's really easy to sit in indecision right and what most people do is they process their indecision solo or with the people in their lives and they just forget to tell you about it because they don't know you or you know they don't have that relationship with you they don't know if it's safe they've maybe been pressured in a sales interaction before there's so many reasons why people may not process it with you and so the best thing you can possibly do in your follow-up process is create so much safety for the person to just speak honestly with you and this is something that I feel like I've done really well in my business because one of the things that I think is so helpful in terms of thinking through sales conversations and the intentions on discovery calls and sales calls is like we want to support people in making the right decision for them right our goal is not to get people to be a yes and sign up for a program or that that's not a very good goal because if we're if we're reaching wide enough with our audience and how often we're putting ourselves out there, there will undoubtedly be people who aren't a fit for our work or aren't a fit for our work right now, right? It would be quite impossible to have everyone be a fit in your audience, right? And so 
we want some level of discernment filtering right we want to interview our clients as much as they're interviewing us and have it be a mutual high quality fit and so our goal should never be like 100% yeses but we want to like encourage the people who are a good fit that we would love to work with who we think could really benefit from working with us we want to support those people in taking that step to invest if they are yes and if they're desiring and for the people who are a no help them make a really grounded and like certain no right we basically want certainty and clarity in whatever decision we make whether it's a fit or not and the thing that makes that possible is having that safety and relationship between you as a service provider and the space holder and the client or prospect right and so i think what so many of us feel is that like follow-ups are very aggressive and so we want to be so over caretaking and mindful of not making someone feel bothered pressured not we fear the rejection of someone like telling us that we're bothering them or pressuring them or like any of that and so we really like get very hands-off and we don't create any safety or any space for people to be able to tell what's coming up for them in that process. And in that we can't serve people, right? So like if I have a conversation with someone and they are really excited on our sales call to move forward and work together and they're really concerned about the investment, right? They're not sure if they can afford to invest in business coaching because they are hiring me because they're not making consistent money in their business so there's that fear of like I'm gonna invest money that I don't have into something that might work it's a really normal fear to have right but like I think what what can help bridge that gap there is like making that normal and not making it mean that like oh she must not be she must like she must just need to decide whether she wants to spend it or not and like I'm gonna let her decide when you're ready, come to me, right? But like the perspective that she might need in order to feel safe around that investment might not be something that like she's gonna naturally come to, right? Because especially if like you don't know other entrepreneurs, you're newer to the space, the concept of investing, especially the levels required to invest in a business are just really new. They're not something most of us are used to doing, right? And so there's some permission that needs to happen there in terms of like, this is a really normal way of starting a business is investing more money than you have being able to lay the foundation so that you can create more consistent money right and the return is high but like there's still that self-doubt that comes up and that's normal right and so I think just like having that permission to say the thing and be able to voice that you're afraid right and decide like okay is money really the obstacle do you have the money sitting there and you're just afraid to spend it because you don't know if you're going to make it back or is there really no money there and like you're not going to be able to pay your rent if you if you spend this and so like is there a different solve here right but like you will never be able to find out what's going on in someone's head if they don't feel comfortable telling you and so the follow-up is such a good place for us to be able to lean in and support people in making a decision that feels really good to them and ultimately serves us in our business best, right? Because we're service providers. We want to be of service. Like the whole point is to serve people, right? And so I think it follow-ups are just something that we can get in our head in around a lot. My celebration party is coming up tomorrow. And for all of you who are coming, I'm so excited to see you there. 
but like I was promoting that for let's say like a little over three weeks and a week before the party I probably had two signups and maybe one I had one one of my friends also signed up so I had like two or three signups right but what I knew was there's a whole bunch of people who were really excited about it I had told them about it and so I just started messaging people and going, hey, am I going to see you on on Friday? Like, are you still planning to come? Here's the link. And like, one thing that I just observed was like, how easy it was for me to do that. Because I thought about them as like humans that I had relationships with. Right. And so it's so easy to come to those interactions without like all of the heaviness, because I know that like, as a human, I need reminders too, right? There are so many things that like I would love to do and I like have it on my radar to do, but sometimes I forget to circle back. And so just like being able to have that opening for myself and be able to extend that to my people, I think is really wildly valuable. And like now we're at 12 signups, right? Like if I had re required people to see my content and decide that they wanted to join in based on my content and really like lean back and be like, they'll come to me type of thing. Like I would probably be like, Oh, why, why did I only get two people sign up? And like, maybe, you know, one of them can't show up. Why is only one person here? Right? Like that would be such a different outcome. But like now I have like an amazing group of people. They weren't less of a yes because I had to go uh, remind them and invite them and check in with them. Right? Like, and of course in that process, I got no's too. Right. But like the no's weren't, they weren't scary. The nose in our heads are always scarier than the nose we get in real life, right? Like I had people be like, oh, I have a call at that time. So I'd love to go, but I can't. Or I don't know if I'm going to have the energy to I'm working on this project or like I've got an appointment, right? And so like none of that is all that bad. But I think just like the fear and intensity we have around putting ourselves out there in that direct way is, is what gets in the way of us being able to follow up and that personalized follow up, right? Not just like the broad, like, Hey community, if you want to come, come. Right. But that like, Hey, I want you specifically to be here. Hey, I was thinking of you specifically for this. I know we had a conversation about this and I would love for you to join me. Or I noticed you joined me for this video. Like, do you want to come to this event that I'm hosting? Right? Like making it really personal and specific. Cause we often have personal and specifics and mine, but we're not always outward about that. And we forget how, how good it feels to be told that someone wants us to attend. Someone wants to work with us specifically. Someone just really wants us there, right? Like as the individual human being that we are. And so the more we can remember that our people are really whole ass humans, right? The easier it is to show up in that sales process like a human to avoid all of the like pressurized sleazy stuff and to be able to really serve people and end up with people who want to pay us and work with us and hire us because we're willing to show up to that conversation right we're willing to ask them what they need in order to take that next step with us and so just not making any of that wrong i think is where where that edge is and where the work needs to happen is like we need to lean into asking for it more often and not making that mean that we're an early entrepreneur and we're not at the stage where there's so much demand that we never have to ask people to work with us 
right? Where we don't have to feel weird that we have to follow up with someone where we don't have to, hey, where we don't have to like feel super weird that we're having to be consistent and frequently ask for the sale, right? All of those things are opportunities where if we lean in instead of like running away from that will make such a difference for our business just in a couple of months. Like this is literally the things. People wanna know the things, these are the things. So I'm so grateful to you guys for spending your time with me today. And I am offering a very special session over the course of the next month. It is called Book Out Without Burning Out. This is a free 30-minute coaching session with me where we're going to do a deep dive and look at what is happening in your business. What are you wanting to create? And what is the thing that's standing between you and your booked out business? This is for you if you have been trying to get booked out for a while and you're not quite sure what lever to pull next, what the breakdown is, is if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're constantly reworking your strategy, you're finding yourself like feeling really depleted, really discouraged, you've been at this for a while and you're just not seeing anything translate, I would love to support you. This call is going to give you the clarity on what that gap is between you and your booked out business so that you can feel really confident about where to focus your time, energy, and resources. That link will be available in the show notes. So feel free to snag your free session and I will talk to you all next week. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.